If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. About balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome, everybody, to episode 44. Um, so we've gotten some feedback that people really love um, our Say That Again segment, the language where we do the role play. So basically, the next couple of episodes are going to be one giant Say That Again. So prepare <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> um, Heather, what do you think? I think it sounds awesome. And I also think today is your birthday. Happy birthday That's to right. Sabina. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great day. I was actually kind of excited we get to do this today. I know. So today we're going to do one more termination conversation. And it's the one that Heather mentioned at the end of the last episode where we talked about the different levels of termination conversations. This is the conversation when someone should leave the career. Every indication is they're not going to make it, but they don't want to. And they're resisting. Like you've had all those sort of kind conversations that we've had up to this point, and their activity is low, their productivity is low, they're not making any money, and there's really no upward trend. Like there's no visible effort for them to improve. This is one of the more difficult scenarios. And again, you may not have as an activity coach the authority to actually terminate them, but you might still find yourself having this conversation. When I worked in a network office many years ago, at that time, managing partners hate terminating people, right? They just hate it because it takes so much time and effort to get somebody up and running. And so sometimes they, our managing partner just wouldn't do it. And so I finally went to him and as an activity coach, you know, you're the one that has to deal with the fallout from that. So I said, please let me handle the terminations. I'd be happy to do it. So that's how (laughs) I got deep into this topic. I would say that is funny (laughs) because funny as in unusual, yes. Yeah. And so we kind of, I think we talked about this in another episode, we cleaned house or whatever, but I realized later the nickname came to the fore, but people started calling me the Terminator. So if I, (laughs) if I said, Hey, Heather, can you come in here for a minute? I need to talk to you. (laughs) They'd be like, am I about to get fired? (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, I just tell you that by way of saying that I have been in these shoes many a time. So anyway, that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to do it and then we're going to switch roles. We'll talk about a little bit and then Heather's going to role play how she might do it because, you know, everybody's a little bit different. But that's the scenario that we're going to drop you into. You're going to come into this conversation where Heather is going to be the FR. She's hanging by a thread, loves the career, doesn't want to leave, you know, (laughs) but there's really no reason for her to actually continue on. There's nothing that indicates she's going to get any better. So Okay, so Heather, I'm glad to have this time to talk with you, but I'm going to be very straight with you because I know that's what you're used to for me. But I've looked over, you've been here about nine months now. I've looked over your activity and production and they're really at rock bottom. I mean, I don't know. We'll talk a minute about that. And there doesn't seem to be any upward trend. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I know I've had some rough spots. I've had some rough patches and some ups and downs and some starts and stops. But I mean, I I think I'm doing okay. I mean, obviously, I'd like to be doing better, but... Sure. Define okay. What makes you think you're doing okay? Because I would say that's absolutely incorrect. Oh, I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm having a positive impact on the people that I'm talking to. I mean, I know my activity could be better, 
it's not like the best start. I know I'm not the top rep in the office, but um, I, you know, I feel like I'm, I've got some good clients under my belt, a couple of them, and I'm just excited about what's ahead of me. Okay. Well, I understand where you're coming from, but on my side of the table, I'm looking at your activity and production from like the last, we'll just look at the three month average from the last three months. You're averaging less than one and a half kept a day. You probably are having an impact on the people that you're in front of, but you're just not in front of enough to gain any kind of momentum to build. So this is a business that you've got to have momentum on your side. And you were negative this month in terms of production, which has actually put you in the position of owing some money back to the agency because you haven't had a positive commission run for a while. And I feel like part of that is our responsibility to point that out to you and to help you transition to something where your gifts and talents are probably better suited. Tell me what you think about that. I mean, I've thought about it. I know I'm not doing great and it has been a struggle. I do have days where I question does it have to be this hard? It is hard. I have days where I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can do this. I guess I just hadn't really maybe come to the thought yet that I was needing to make that decision at this moment in time. You know, it always is. A, it's hard for us too because we recruited you. We wanted you to succeed. I feel like we've given you every opportunity. We've given you feedback. But I want to ask you if there's anything else that you think we could have done that would help you recognize the situation or have you know come to that conclusion sooner. Not necessarily. I mean, we've been meeting for board of reviews and looking at the numbers, and I've been getting feedback. So I don't. I don't think there's really anything differently that you could have done per se. Mm-hmm. What other things have you thought about? Like when you think about other options for you, have you looked at anything or have you thought about anything else? Mm, I mean, I want to stay in this industry, ideally. I mean, I like the financial aspect of it, but no, I, I really haven't. I like it here. I like the people here. I mean, sure. it, would be and great. The people like it might be great to find something else here if there were a team or, you know, something here that I could find, different position or whatnot that I really enjoy the culture. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, why sometimes people stay to the point of financial, you know, peril to themselves, because it is, I mean, it is, we've worked hard to build a good culture. We want people to feel that way. But unfortunately, it's a business of results. You know, after nine months, that's enough time to really start to build, even for somebody who's maybe a late bloomer to get going. And you've just not shown that yet. And I feel like it is our responsibility to not allow you to stay and put yourself in the hole financially because that can be a difficult thing to try and dig your way out of. And I know you've mentioned a couple of times, oh, I've got a couple of big cases that are, you know, maybe right around the corner. And I, you know, that always makes me think that this is, it's like gambling, like you're going to throw the dice one last time and, and have one case that could solve everything. But it's really a business of consistency and that the activity has never really ramped up. And so therefore the productivity has never really ramped up. And it's not that we you know, we're going to be really sad, you know, if, if, when you're not here. But I feel like it's not it's irresponsible of us to let you continue at this point and dig yourself into a hole because that's no fun. So I think it would be good if we scheduled some time to do the paperwork and, you know, get dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure that you can transition on a good note. And certainly if you want to ask around and see if anybody's looking for someone on their team, there are a lot of people or several people anyway throughout the office who started where you did as a rep and figured out that wasn't for them, but yet essentially had the same conversation and have found a home with a, a producing team as more of an inside person. So um, we can certainly help you look around and see if there's anybody here who's looking for anybody. Anything else that you want to say about the experience that you've had here? 
I mean, I guess it's not a surprise that we're having this conversation. I knew it was, you know, overall, I, obviously, I like I said, I enjoy the people. I enjoy the culture. Overall, it was a good experience. Okay. So how did you feel about that, Heather, as the rep on your end? Yeah. So before I share how I was feeling, I could see this conversation definitely happening and needing to take place at the same time. My guess is when you're dealing with good coaches and you have a good relationship with the people that you are coaching, it's not going to be as, well, bam, like, right, it's a process. We've talked about that in the earlier episodes. Termination is a process. So to get to this point and have me as the FRB surprised, like, what, this is the end of the road, is going to be really unusual. So I do think it's good that we gave an example, but I also think a version of what you just did in a softer way, like earlier, probably would have happened before that. Oh, sure. But if people resist that, people think they're, you know, they do that. This is where, you know, people think right around the, it's all going to change. Yeah. And then at some point you have to have that final conversation. So as I would feel as the rep, it's hard in a role play to say how I would feel for sure, because I just don't have the background on the last nine months and the conversations and whatnot that we would have had before this. But I appreciated how direct you were and how honest. And while it was direct and honest, it was in a kind way. That's what we always talk about, tell the kind truth. And it came, I could tell it was coming from a place of caring. Mm-hmm. I'm always reminded of, have you ever seen the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt about the, it's a baseball team and now I'm going to, it's been a while since I've seen it, but there's a scene in there where their accountant is telling Billy Bean, who's the manager, he's telling him, you know, that you're going to have to get rid of this person. And, and he's like agonizing over it. And the guy says, just do it. Just go in and tell them. They know it's, they probably know it's coming and they don't and they're need probably you relieved. to, you know, dance yeah, all around it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, I've had a few where people absolutely like start crying. I mean, they've had some very emotional conversations. No, don't do this, you know, whatever. And you just have to be firm in that. I mean, that, that is probably, again, not going to be your, it's to, to your point, it's an unusual scenario for for a development director to be doing terminations. You just have to be direct and help people. And and it's not always going to be a positive experience. You hope that it will. And I think we've gotten much better over the years at handling terminations and not just like saying, well, fine, you, you aren't going to make it here. So you're, you know, you're dead to us. We don't even want to look at you anymore. Yeah. And I, I do think, and maybe when we do the next scenario or when I role play, we can do it this way. I don't know how many activity coaches, like you said, are actually going to be the one having the conversation that you just had, but I think it's so important for them to hear it because they need to know that it can be done in a professional, caring way. And they're going to take bits and pieces of what you shared and utilize that as they get up to that process. I mean, for, for a coach who's talking to somebody three times a week, two, three times a week, they need to be having these conversations. They need that direct, honest feedback. Like we've said, it can't be a surprise. And some, for some people, it is a safety net and they are relieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You and I had talked at one point too about a scenario where somebody wants to do things their way continuously and it's not working. So maybe we can incorporate that into this next role play too. Like you're not making it in the business and not surviving, but you're also not doing it the NM way potentially. <laughs> so. Okay. So now we're going to flip. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hey, Spina, how are you? Uh, you know, I'm okay. Just I'm okay. doing okay. It's been a rough week. A yeah, rough it's week. been a rough week. You've yeah. had a handful Everybody's of rough weeks Everybody's been canceling and yeah, I know. I, I think it's going to turn trend. around though. I feel like next week's going to be better. Well, I'm glad we have the opportunity to talk a little bit today. I know in the past that you have shared several times that your situation is unique. And with your experience already in the industry and in sales, that you really have wanted to take a different approach to this business. How do you feel that approach has been working for you the last four months or so that you've been here? 
Well, I think I've had some wins, some not, you know, some not so great weeks, but I feel like I've, I have gotten a handful of clients um, doing it my way. And it takes a longer time in my market. I've got these bigger cases and I've, you know, you just have to work them. You can't just go in and, you know, fact open close, you know, that's just not how it goes with these bigger people. My closing ratio, I think is pretty good. Well, we can actually look at that. I do want to look at the actual numbers, though, because there's a story there for sure. I know you said you've had a few new clients, and you are exactly right. You've had three new clients. But compared to our expectations of 10 new clients in the first 190 days and a minimum of five new clients, how would you say you're doing? Well, I'm, I've got, what did you say, three? So you know, I'm a third of the way to 10. And I, is that for the year? That's just the first 190 days. So you're in your fourth oh. month, so you're past that. And the expectation is 10, but as we've talked about, the minimum is five. Yeah. And you miss that minimum. At this point, I don't see the trend changing. And, you know, if, if you remember when we first started coaching and I shared my philosophy with you, one of those foundational pieces as a coach was to be honest and to tell you the truth, right? So I'd like to share some feedback with you if you're open to it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, I would disagree that the approach that you have been taking is working because it isn't based on on the results that you're getting. It may feel like it, but based on the numbers, it, it tells us that it's not working. So either we need to change the approach really quickly or seriously consider if this career is even a right fit for you. How do you feel about that? Oh, I know it's the right fit that and I know my way can work just, you know, four months isn't a very long time. And I'd hope to have enough on the premium side to offset the low individual count. But I feel like that's right around the corner, too. I know it's not exactly what you guys require or or recommend or whatever. But, you know, based on what I was doing before I came here, I, I was very successful with that. It just takes a little bit longer. You know, I'm not arguing that you weren't successful by any means. At the same time, we have expectations and minimums for a reason. Why do you think that is? Why do we put those expectations and minimums in place? Well, I expect that a part of it is to help people keep people from falling into a financial hole, you know, like to keep them from ruining themselves that way. And I don't really have that problem. You know, my spouse and I have been pretty good savers. And so I don't really have the money part isn't really a big issue for me at this point. One of the things all of us on the leadership team, one of our roles and responsibilities really is the keeper of the culture. And oftentimes that's why people don't want to leave because they love the culture. But one of the reasons the culture is as strong and as healthy as it is, is because of those expectations and those minimums. And they are in place to keep the culture where it is. And so we typically do not make exceptions to that. And I'm not saying that you couldn't turn things around here in the next month or two, but I do believe we need a plan in place for you so that you know exactly what is expected of you these next two months so that we can make a decision whether or not this truly is the right place for you. So, you know, the last thing that we want to do is, is leave you in a financial, you know, a, a sticky financial situation. And I know you said right now that's not an issue. But over time, if you continue at this pace, it's going to get exponentially more difficult to build a successful career. And that's really what we're in the business of doing, you know, impacting the community and helping people build healthy, successful practices. So I'd like to have a discussion about the next month or two and the, the trajectory that needs to be in place in order for you to stay here. How does that sound? I think that sounds fine. Okay. I'd be open to that. Okay. All right. So, well, we can stop there. But to me, that would be like entry into you've got a month to turn this around. This is it. If you don't do it, then it's not a surprise, right? Then that conversation that you and I just had, the first role play, is exponentially easier. Obviously, he wants to be here, but we're saying, like, it's not a fit for the culture. I don't know. What what were your thoughts on it? 
that's just a typical scenario, right? People think they're going to do it there, especially, and this is often more true of career changers who come from some other branch of the financial industry, right? Like they either bring a book of business with them or they really want to focus on investments or they, you know, and so, and here's my experience with giving people one or two months. It all depends on, and this is where it's so important. It all depends on whether you've made exceptions in the past, because if, if they agree to that, and then they roam around and say, hey, I, you know, they got me on this two-month plan and I got it to, oh, yeah, they got me on that. I, I barely missed it, but they let me stay anyway. Then I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, no big deal. If they, because when we, we, this was a real scenario when I first was doing some consulting years ago here in St. Louis with one of the offices, and there were a bunch of people that were on the bubble. And so we gave them all a three-month plan and they spent most of the three months because of the previous, you know, deal, most of the three months trying to convince us that they probably weren't going to make it, but why they should stay anyway. And I said, nope, that's not how we're doing it. And so most of them ended up leaving. I think there might've been one who actually did the deal and then kept going. Cause what happens sometimes is people will do the thing for two months and then they'll fall right back into their old exactly. scenarios. So, but I, th- I seemed like that was fair. Right. I do think that is, we've talked about that in termination. You want it to be fair and you want them to leave feeling like you've done everything you could and you've gave them the opportunity. So it just makes, again, that final decision so much easier. I had was thinking about other questions, right? I mean, in a role play scenario, you're not going to ask all of your questions, but I think it's helpful to have a slew or a toolbox, right, of different questions and resources. So some of the other questions I would ask when you're having these conversations, what is your head and your heart telling you regarding your future here? Because if they're really excited, but then you say, what is your head telling you? What is your heart telling you about your future here? Right then and there, they're hearing you say like, I'm not so sure there's a future here. And even asking them, are you happy? Is this fulfilling? Okay, great. I know I know you're here, but is this truly fulfilling? Another good question, to what extent do you feel your values are aligned with those of our culture? So I would just throw those out there. It's hard to use all of those questions in one role play scenario, but I could I think it's just nice to have a toolbox. Well, and, and the other thing that I hear a lot of when you get people in this situation, I think you might have even said it, they want to quote help people. What you know, what do you love about this? Oh, I get to help people. And I'm like, there's a lot of ways to help people. You have chosen one of the most difficult ways to help people because they're going to resist you the entire way. You know, what made you choose this particular way to help people? And that's a little more challenging to answer. When we had the conversation that you and I had is an opportunity to say one of my favorite lines when I'm talking to people about their future is you want to make the decision to change some things while it's still your decision to make. You know, and the implication is, and and very much so, at some point, this is not going to be your decision anymore. And people just kind of be like, what? What do you mean? Not my decision to make, you know, well, we're to your point. I love that phrase, the keepers of the culture. I think that's what it is. Um, Because the more you allow people to lag and still stay, it's just a total drain on the culture. And it says a whole lot more than anything else you can do. You know, you have to have a benchmark, you have to have a floor. And I think of it as a safety net, you know, part of our responsibility is to not let you languish here, you know, because you have a set of gifts and talents, everybody does. Or take down the rest of the culture. Yeah, that's a slow kind of rotting from the inside out thing. And you don't want that if you're building a, building a strong culture requires you to make difficult decisions sometimes. Uh, You had started it. So I was just waiting for you to kick it off. So Suzanne just marked it down. So let's just go right into closing it up. Okay. That was our hot topic for the day. When you get down to somebody, you know, needs to leave, but they don't want to. So hopefully you found some philosophical and practical nuggets in there. We hope that you will tune in for our next episode on common coaching scenarios. 
Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.